I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. Yeah, I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. This is The Athletic Hockey Show. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to The Athletic Hockey Show. It's Thursday. It's Haley Salvi and Sean Gentili. Max Boltman here with you. We're recording this on a Wednesday, actually, so... One could say this is the worst day show. <laughs> You're just asking for people to call us the worst day show. No, why would Worsday. you? Why would you open that door? I know, it's too close. Like no, worst, too close. Uh-huh. Worst day, best day. Listen, listen to to our beloved listeners. Do not call this show the worst day show. Under no circumstances are you allowed to refer to this as the worst day show. Worst yeah. day. No, but Haley, Sean and I were both high school bullies, and so we immediately <laughs> only hear the way to twist something like that. Oh, I was bullied in high school. Yeah, by us. Yeah, you got Max. We all Megan, we all went Max to high school Boltman at the same time. I think there's to, listen. <laughs> I think Max and I went to high school at the same time. Not sure. What are you trying to say here? <laughs> that Sean's old. Max. Um, people Max, used to prank second, phone call. No, no. Max. Max is a high school. Me. Max is a high school bully is the least believable thing that's ever been said. <laughs> Sean, it's not ever. like I'm like, I won't don't think I was a bully, but I also think that I'm nicer today than I was in high school. I mean, most of us are, but I'm sure that's, and I'm sure the thought keeps you up at night. My friend, <laughs> am I nicer Max today? Is- am I nicer now than I was 15 years ago? I don't know. No, it's more like Max like goes to bed and then all of a sudden he's like awake all night thinking of all the mistakes he's made in his <laughs> yes, life. Yes, that's like, unironically <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, oh my God, remember that day in 2013? What did I do? Yes, this is exactly, this is too real. Yeah, I didn't think I'd end up on a podcast with my bullies, but you, you know, what's really funny to me is that most of the people that bullied me in high school just remain... In Fergus, Ontario. I think and it'd be way them, funnier. You know what? A lot of them are nurses, and it's just like, I hope you're nicer than you were in high school because you're now dealing with sick people. I feel like that's the meme, though, is like my my bully like peaked in high school, but it'd be way funny if you're like, all my bullies are so successful now. Like they were just, <laughs> they were right. What was that guy? It was just like, my bully was Ryan Whitney. Yeah. <laughs> Mike Mitchell from Doughboys. Yes. His, his, <laughs> oh, his bully yeah. was, Ryan, was Ryan Whitney. I've recently started listening to the Doughboys. They're great. I think the bully to nurse pipeline is very real. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we don't have, like, to, we don't have to go too much farther now. into that. Yeah. Anyways, welcome to the show. Uh, we all had scheduling conflicts on Thursday morning when we usually record. So we're coming at you on Wednesday night. So we do apologize if something like crazy happens Wednesday night. It's not going to be in the show. It's just not. Uh, I have been in Utica for the PWHL. The new women's hockey league is having a evaluation camp, which has been very cool. Uh, Sean's doing some stuff. I don't know what Max is doing. Also, I just I didn't ask honestly. <laughs> no, I'm pretty free tomorrow. But you know, really, if, I, I can't do the show without you guys. So, dude, we need we need a Maxi solo bolo show. So that's what that's an easy. I, Max, like, I, I don't know what you're talking. About. I'm pretty good until the Patrick Kane debut Thursday night. So, oh, is that? Oh, oh that's right. That's right. Yeah. Patrick Kane signed <laughs> with the Red Wings. I haven't heard. I haven't heard anything yeah, about heard. that. Yeah, yeah. I might might write a story about it. <laughs> yeah, I love how everyone except for Max did a bunch of Patrick Kane stories. I mean, Max did some. I'm sure <laughs> I was gonna say, he was he did all of them. He was he was I in know. on the breaking news, he was in on that story with, with, with I don't Scotty. Think Max did a thing. <laughs> Max has been in Sweden. I'm just a vessel, I'm noted a vessel to facilitate yeah. Patrick Kane's stories. Noted lazy man, mm-hmm. Max yeah, Bowman. Yeah, right. Max doesn't hustle. All right, uh, so this week we are gonna do a little bit more of a deep dive episode, anyways. Because uh, we have talked about Patrick Kane a lot. Sean had a great story. Max had plenty. Uh, the Wednesday guys talked about Kane's debut after that got announced. So we wanted to do something a little different this week. And it's something we'll dip back into. We talked about it when we launched the show. But some weeks we're just going to talk about a specific thing for 45 minutes or an hour and a half. Depends if we can keep it on the rails. And this week we're going to do uh, you know, a watchability ranking. So we have several tiers. We're going to take all 32 teams. And we've kind of slotted them into how they match up on a, you know, let's say there's another day where all 32 teams are playing. What are our priorities here? <laughs> that's Thursday. That's Thursdays for the, for the most part too, by the oh, way. Oh, is that happening this week? Probably. No, I don't think it's happening again. Is it? Oh, I, no, I, I don't mean, li- I don't mean. General. Yeah. Thursdays. Uh, there are always, those are like the days when you're trying to set your fantasy team lineup and you're just, and you're like, what the heck? You're going to make the wrong call. Is what oh, it is. no, those are the time. days. Those are the days. Those are the days. If, <laughs> If you're a big time jackass, those are the day that you committed years ago to writing power rankings and it's turned into a Do you know gold, anyone come to mind? A golden cage. <laughs> if you want to see like genuine rage, uh it's Sean at midnight on Thursday because it's he doesn't want to deal with I woke up Why on, did we do this? I woke up on Friday morning last week and, and finished. It's yeah. me and it's me and Dom. What cursing, time? Every, cursing every decision that we've they made. They stay that up led for all the this. games it's before terrible. they file it's, it. It's awful. Okay, it's, so so you have to watch the games and and file it. Obviously, what mm-hmm. time does Dom tell you what theme he's doing, or, or do you decide I res- what Dom has to do in his strange day to day life? Yeah, I resent the implication that I don't play any part in deciding what the. I'm theme sorry, is. I've seen too many Taylor Swift lyric teams of Taylor Swift lyrics okay, to know, truly Dom believe that these are those out weeks idea. in advance. That is a me and Dom thing, and I know when those are coming. Ready. I know when those are coming because I, I know, and I know that it's going to happen every two months because that's because Sean's a Taylor that, Swift fan and he knows. Yeah, that, the release dates. The schedule that that woman's on, where she releases a new re-recorded <laughs> album every every three months until we all die. Apparently, we could get in on that. Like, do you think we could start rerunning like the Sean Gentilly Patrick Kane oh, feature Max's version? If you think I if you think I haven't basically rewritten columns over the years, then my man, you are 
mistaken. So my I'm, sisters I'm, are going to come for me after hearing me even say the, the minorest joke about Taylor Swift. Mm-hmm. Yeah, don't make fun of her. She's the time person of the year. That's what I heard. Un- unsure what you're referencing. Mm-hmm. Anyways, watchability rankings. Uh, we've got. I think we started with five tiers, and now we have like eight or nine. So buckle in, everyone. As a veteran of the tiers process, that's how it's supposed to work. You have like your initial things, then you realize at some this point you're going to have yeah. some uncategorizable, you know, standalone teams. You got to mm-hmm. you got to mix it up. You can't just have you can't just have you know six. Not five, everyone five fits in a box. Some, some teams are special. That's okay. And some teams yeah. are wild. <laughs> uh, all right, want to start from top down? Start Let's from go. the CTV to the I. You know, I'm changing the channel. I, no, never I disagree. I think we should go. I think we should start from the bottom and work our way up to the top. Yeah, build okay. some suspense. I like Ooh, that. Okay, 100%. okay. All right. So, if you want to be nice, you, we can call this the channel flippers. Yeah. If you want to be Sean and Max, who are the Bean Boys, mm-hmm. this is like the literally never tier. So we've got the Columbus Blue Jackets, the Calgary Flames. San Jose Sharks. And this uh, and this is the one that I think people will either it depends on what kind of fan they are, either agree with us completely and feel heard and seen or hate our guts and that's the New York Islanders. That's is anyone who lives members. outside of Long Island going to hate our guts for that take? I think some people who do live on Long Island will say like, "Yeah, I agree. You're right. I hate like, them." I, in I some ways I think it's frequently. a point of pride for like, right? Like, that's kind of the, that's how they had their success a little bit by just yes. mocking it up, right? Yep. Like, this is anecdotal, but I think there's been a little bit of a pivot there this season. Like, I, I think, I think, I probably because Sorokin hasn't been great, right? Like, it, they're, they're just sort of mid without some sort of overriding element that leads you to watch it. Like, last year, I would not have had the Islanders in this group necessarily. Cause I like watching crazy goaltending and that's what, uh, that's what Elias Sorokin pro- was providing last year. Dude was phenomenal. He's a re- he was enough of a reason, you know, to elevate them from at least out of the, out of the bottom tier, but dude hasn't been this good this year. It's it, it, good, good this year. And, and we should say that this is our watchability rankings uh, as of December 6th, right? Like this isn't <sighs> like, this isn't from last season. This is from start of the year to now no, we're not projecting their watchability like we can do this again we can revisit but this totally. is how we feel this is based solely today. on how we feel today and how they played so far and the new york islanders sure. 5-4 ot loss to the san jose sharks last night it's not great another another one of our bottom rung teams right mm-hmm. sean's very right about that because in the in the Islanders' two runs to the Eastern Conference Finals, everyone would bitch and moan about how oh, they needed to be yep. out. And I was on my couch living for the Islanders. I was all about them, wanted them to win every game objectively. Uh, I didn't have a, a, a real job in that. so But I, I was just pulling for it, right? Like, they were so fun to – not really fun, but, like, it was – so pleasant to watch people melt down over that kind of hockey succeeding that I was all for it. Yeah. But the second when you play that style of hockey that you drop from like good and messing everyone's stuff up to just mm-hmm. kind of doing it to do it, it actually does become unwatchable. And that's why mm-hmm. I'm okay with them in this tier. Yep. And uh, it's a team that Dom and I argued about consistently, like for years where he, cause he, you know, was like, I, he was like, I had, he had no time for them for, for really until last year, last year he pivoted a little bit. And now 
you know, kind of ironically, I'm, I'm the one who's like, I just, we're done. We're done here. Mm-hmm. And then we have the uh, last team in the league by points percentage, which is the San Jose Sharks. Uh, they have a negative 54 goal, <laughs> goals, uh, goal differential. Uh, they did beat the Islanders last night. You know what? They're actually 5-4-1 and one in their last 10, which is a bit of a run. No, that's they're why they're here. sweet San Jose Sharks. That's yeah. why they're here, Haley. If, if remember when they were losing every game nine to two, that's watchable, baby. Totally, like, I yeah. want to watch that. 100%. I don't want to see them go five. One hundred percent. Yeah, I, I watched. I watched the the Penguin Sharks game from beginning to end, and it was thrilling, thrilling hockey. Yeah. I loved every second of it. Now they're just kind of like, it's like oh, blandly bad. Yeah, yeah. So I don't think we need to dive in there. Uh, Columbus Blue Jackets. We have as a as a bottom tier team, I just don't like the vibes in Columbus. <laughs> I know. And I hate how often I think, uh, our age group max of people likes to say vibes too much. <laughs> Sorry, Sean. Like uh, the second time you've like yeah. really drawn that yeah. distinction in mm-hmm. 12 mm-hmm. minutes. <laughs> we are not the same. Uh, it's okay. But I think sometimes, but that is how I feel about the blue jackets. Like Patrick line is getting benched and he's saying stuff like, uh, I, w- I didn't even know. Uh, it was shocking. It's embarrassing. I also understand that I haven't been playing great, but I'm curious what benching me in like shocking and embarrassing fashion does to make me a better hockey player. They're benching and waving their young players. They're benching Johnny Gaudreau or scratching Johnny Gaudreau uh, after the whole Babcock thing. Um, you know, I know Babcock was kind of brought in because it's like they had too much of a country club atmosphere so let's bring in the tough guy that obviously doesn't work and now the assistant coach is benching everyone the team's not very good nothing seems to be working i just think the vibes are bad and i don't want to watch here i i i didn't even know the gaudreau thing that's how much i'm he not paying attention scratched. to columbus i didn't even know scratched. that everyone's getting scratched and i understand there needs to be accountability it's a results-based business um but the country club vibe didn't work. Uh, the benching certainly isn't working. Uh, so I'm just not going to watch the Blue Jackets. They make me a little sad. And, and it's not just about the benching either. <laughs> the guys that are in the lineup are not playing that much. You know, Aaron Portsline made this point last night. This is, you know, on Tuesday night, Adam Fantilli, 10 minutes, Ken Johnson, eight oh. minutes, you're a check, 10 point? minutes. Like, like what is, you're what is going good. on here? And then aside from that, and this is what separates them from some of the other shit shows across the league is that the level of talent and, and even if you do consider Fantilli and Ken Johnson and David Yerchek and Johnny Gaudreau and like whatever, they're not, a, they're a mess, but they're also not good enough at their high point to be worth it. Right. So that's sort of it. Like this, it's not a team bereft of talent and they're certainly a disaster, but they don't, rise up to like this is an entertaining mess it's just something yeah. you watch and you feel bad about yeah right. and for and for that the, fan base that yes, like, I, it sucks that's what i mean like i'm not gonna watch them it makes me like it's just a bit of a mess and Porty made this point like who are we kidding here like this season is not about doing well this season like turn the keys over to the kids and then maybe i'm gonna tune in more to watch adam fantilli play 20 minutes alongside like johnny gaudreau or something then maybe then maybe you'll get my attention, but well, not right now. Think of like the Ducks, like the last two years where yeah. they, they were terrible, but Zegris was but pissing off watch. everybody by mm-hmm. doing whatever he could think of at yeah. all times. And they're breaking in these young guys and they're very watchable and they were horrible. Like The so, Ducks are still watchable. Yeah. The Ducks aren't as bad, obviously, like, well, I guess 
and they're a 400 well, hockey team. They're not great, a- but I think yep. the Ducks are more watchable than the Blue Jackets. We ha- we have them. We haven't brought them up for a reason, right? Like, yeah, yeah. They're a they're a, they're a um, tier two. But okay, but my point is like Columbus. Like like this encapsulates that this yes. ranking is not just about your like Columbus did not have to be here. San Jose no. probably had to be here totally once yeah. they stopped losing ten to two. Yeah, the Ducks the did Islanders not have to be are here, here because Max personally doesn't Stop. like watching. No. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. He Don't loves the Islanders. My boys. He's, he's disappointed in them. Uh, Sean. Has a personal bone to pick with the Flames, mm-hmm. who yeah, right. he picked to win the Stanley Cup a year ago and was embarrassed, holding a grudge. <laughs> and I know this is like not not my generation's term, apparently, but the vibe the vibes in Calgary are abysmal too. Yeah, it's like night in, night out. I mean, I like we know there's talent on the roster to an extent, but there's nothing. There's nothing that's there. They're Give me a bo- Dustin Wolf running the show for the next. Few That's months. true. That's true, and that might help. But they're a boring team, a mediocre, just mid-grade team that has not fulfilled expectations over the last over the last two years. And to me, that's like almost as bad as it gets. If you're mid and you're supposed to be a little bit better, but you're also not bad enough to be like truly entertaining, like what's worse than that? This is like a true neutral team that also has a personally wronged me in the recent past so for me yeah. they're like whatever they're put yeah. them put them in a, in a space by themselves i know i know i'm alone i'm, I'm alone on the, that one but the middle yeah. is death and that's where the flames have been for a while Forever. um okay then our let's go up a tier now let's go up a rung we've got they're fine but like it's not going to be my priority yeah and and there's some teams here that in the past have you know much in islanders like fashion defied some of the the talent on their roster, the lack of names on their roster, it'd been very watchable. I think we're talking about like Minnesota there. The Kraken mm-hmm. last year certainly would qualify as that. Loved watching the Kraken last season. And even St. Louis, like we can almost have called this team's like hundred percent. Dom's model did love the us. wild, but these were like yeah. the Dom's model defiers. Yep. For yeah. Very nearly. These are here. the ones that kind of disappointed us. Well, yeah. Maybe not the maybe not the blues. I don't think the Blues have been like disappointed. The Blues are. I thought the Blues have actually been a little bit better tough than to what place, people I thought. Think. Yeah, the Blues are kind of the outlier, but yeah, this tier is like it's not going to be a priority. Uh, it's the Kraken. It's the Blues. It's the Wild. I, to me, to me, this is the first year of three that the Kraken are in this group because last year they were actually good. Yes, they were shooting. Forty-five percent as a team, or whatever, 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 like whatever that, whatever that number was. It was, it was way, way up there. So, not the most sustainable thing, but whatever, man. They're scoring goals. They're filling it up. They got, they got, as you know, a ton of guys who's who were in the fifteen goal range. Entertaining team. Year before that, they were fine, in kind of a boring way, but they also had some of the worst goaltending any of us have, had ever seen. In that, and they were brand new. And then on top of that, right? Like they, you have the you have the new the the new team factor. So the fact that they were rolling out Philip Grubauer and you know Chris Drieger and all these all these, these two guys in, in year one who were just a fireworks factory every single night that made them more entertaining. It might not have been for it wasn't for the better if you're the Kraken or if you're mm-hmm. Kraken fans, but as a unbiased, you know, unaffiliated person watching these games. That was absolutely a part of it in year one. It was like, let's see if Philip Grubauer 
you know, hits the big red button tonight because they because they were they were ridiculous in in net and it made them it made them better yeah. from an entertainment standpoint at least. And and both the Blues and the Kraken are bottom ten in the NHL in goals for right now. Each team mm-hmm. has scored seventy goals for to this point. The Kraken have, have been outscored ninety two to seventy through 26 games, which is wild. And then the Blues are a little bit more even. Their goal differential is minus four, so it's 74 to 70. But these aren't, you know, two electric, dynamic offensive teams at this time. And the Wild have won four straight. Um, bit of a new coach bump, I think, for them. But uh, this is one of those teams where as much as you want to put them up high because of Kaprizov, I just mm-hmm. don't think this was a team that either of us said, like, I've like if the Wild were playing... At 7.30, none of us are saying, let's hurry up, finish the pod, because I have to go watch the Wild game tonight. We're not seeing peak Kaprizov this year. No. And the rest of their forwards are pretty unremarkable, right? Like, they're they're not they're not above average in, in terms of entertainment factor. Matt, Matt Boldy is a blast, but he also went forever without scoring a goal. So that alone, for his, you know, I know I just sat there and dunked on the Kraken's goaltending for a while. Minnesota has not been much worse yeah. Than than uh, than bottom tier cracking mm-hmm. over the last couple months, but you know you figure that's not going to continue. There's just something about them mm-hmm. where you know the on ice is the on ice products just been blase. I, I think, think it's over fair the last to say bit. that those three teams, like for us, they're not a priority. But I think if you were to ask like their fan base, like those are three, or even people around, like those are three teams that are having like frustrating seasons. Oh God. Right. Can you imagine having fair. to watch that, having to watch the uh, the wild night in night out. It's going to drive people crazy. Mm-hmm. I get it. It's just not something I'm going to willingly sign up for. Yeah. Especially now that like the, the drama there has passed, right? Like yeah. there was a, there was a build, you know, and, and you're watching Russo Chronicle mm-hmm. and Joe Smith Chronicle, like, Hey, something's got to give here. And, and then that kind of played out and it's given. And now you're like, well, okay. On to mm-hmm. whatever's next. Yeah. Uh, okay. The next tier. Let's move up. Better than we thought. That's our. That's our tier here. <laughs> in these terms of re- in terms of record, yes, some of these teams are are better than we thought. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, okay. So we've got the Nashville Predators, who I didn't know. They're how a blast. To, they're actually quite fun, and I I didn't really know how to feel about them heading into the season too. They're one of those teams on paper. It was kind of hard to. Um get your finger on the pulse of. Uh, so mm-hmm. we've got the Preds, the Arizona Coyotes, Philadelphia Flyers, Winnipeg Jets, and the Washington Capitals in the better than we thought tier. They're watchable. Yeah. It, and I think like with the Preds, right? Like like the Barry Trotz coming in as GM and, and you remember from his first draft, there was kind of that quote that was out there about like, you know, don't draft me safe, like, third line guys like go yes. find me some I, mm-hmm. I want guys who can score mm-hmm. and it, i've never really associated the national predators with anything like that and they're not there yet it's going to take some time for that philosophy to to seep in but mm-hmm. the predators are scoring goals this year like they mm-hmm. they are up there and so uh i think they they be- i mean they're they're here because they're they're interesting because they're better than we thought um are they like a serious contender i don't think so are they the team that i'm, I'm not going to turn off uh you know, any of the games from our like top tier guys to flip to these guys. But if they're on, I'm over, I'm all over it. Cause I want to see why they're, or, or whether they're going to keep this up, why they're better yeah. than I thought, et cetera. Yeah, definitely. If UC Saros plays the way he's played, he's the way he played for the last sure. couple seasons, yeah, he's been, he's been also very average so far this season. So if he, if he looks, 
like 2021 vintage UC Saros moving forward, like this might be a playoff team. I don't know. I, I don't think I don't think you can really rule that out. And that's worth something. Yeah, I mean, a Philip Forsberg is entertaining to watch. He's like my sweet prince on my fantasy team as well. And when Doug gets hurt, I've been there. Whatever. He's been good. Uh, so Preds have a, they're more entertaining than we thought, I think. One team that has a better record than we thought uh, is the Washington Capitals. I don't know if I want to like put a stamp and say they're going to be good and entertaining all season. Uh, but the Caps have been better than we discussed about them early in the season. I do, I do have to say, they are second last. Actually, you know what? The Washington Capitals and the San Jose Sharks have each scored fifty-two goals this season. <laughs> That's so. That funny. is dead last. Dead last in the NHL. Do you guys remember now, when we did their funeral? We did the Capitals' yes, funeral. That's like, what I mean. mean. Like they're better than we than yeah. we thought when we sent a prayer. I all of all of a <laughs> all of a sudden though, like they're they've lost two in a row. They're I I will say about them they they've played they've got a bunch of games in hand on, on the teams that are ahead of them, and I think that's yes. kind of what. You know that's that's part of that's part of what goes into this, but I don't know. We'll we'll see. Yep. So we've got the caps there. Um, Flyers. I, I don't love think them. that should be super surprising. Like this is a this is a Torts team. I don't know it, if that's I don't know if that's true. Like like he's he's coached some. I listened to enough Tortorella <laughs> and Keith Jones interviews. I I interviewed Keith Jones for my radio show last year. He was on this podcast last year and I was like, oh, hell yeah. I love them now. I don't know. That's I think that's why they hired him because Keith Jones is going to convince you to love the Flyers. Totally. So I'm not shocked that the Flyers aren't terrible, but they're definitely I would watch a Flyers game. I would watch more of the Flyers this year than I would last year. That's for sure. They play hard. They got a bunch of guys who are still carrying hot sticks, you know, mm-hmm. like a lot. Of, I don't know. It's. I, I I know I you know you you said that's what you expect from from a tort team a tort team and I poo pooed it but like <laughs> to some extent to some extent you know you're right like I Thank it you, depends up depends on how much on what your tolerance for block shots is because that's that's still oh I love them run through still, a wall still a part love of it but good. but man He's that a team warrior woo sorry procedurally that team is pretty good right. Like that's a that's a competitive team night in night out. It's why you hired John Tortorella, right? Totally. Like, now we can debate whether it's the best thing for the franchise in the long run, but yes. I have to say, listen, I'm impressed. Listen, Kerr's Kevin Kerr's last week or in the last couple of weeks has written a story about you know their prospect development. Everything sounds like it's in the right place, and you gotta gotta give credit where it's due to Torts because like. Yep. That team, right, but development and being bad and getting a first overall pick are two different things. Which but is, I, I guess Sean's point, like they got they got Cutter Gauthier and Matvey Mitchkov on yeah. the way. Like mm-hmm. if you can they be got like their, a, yeah. if they think I if think, they think, think that would be an interesting like fan poll though is just I think Flyers fans and I've seen it on social they're miserable. I they're, think they're, oh, they're well, I think they're split. I think there's some people saying let's enjoy the fun while we have it. We were miserable last year, whatever, but there's, there's also absolutely fans being like, why are we doing this? There's absolutely a section of that fan base that is miserable. I don't over, want the 13th over, over the results pick. here. Like that's, that's fine. Yeah. I well, get it. But here's, I've, I've covered a little bit of this. You guys might uh-huh. know. Oh, really? Uh, 
it How it will eventually lots level of off. The Red Wings lost a lot, out too. Yeah. a lot, but but it will level off, right? Like they're not going to finish it with the thirteenth pick. They're going to get a top eight or nine pick, and yeah. so being able to enjoy some of this a little bit. This is a great D draft. You got some good forwards in the last two drafts. You're going to get a good defenseman yep. in this draft by virtue of picking in the top ten. Yep. This is uh, this is fine. I would rather be good a year or two too early, which is what they are, while having Mishkov and like solid high some other high end pieces in the mix. I would rather be good a year or two too early than be stuck in the mud for for well, I, for, for for a little bit too long. Because I was also think the, it's I also think it's being good in the first two three months of the season and then leveling off as the rest of the year goes. I just beat the Penguins twice. Like I I think I don't know I. Yeah, I'm on, I'm, um, I'm on board with them. Was there another team in this tier that we wanted to talk about? We hit the Caps, Flyers, uh, Arizona Coyotes. You know, I think a lot of people will only talk about that team as it relates to their arena, but the on-ice product has been enjoyable for the Coyotes this season. They just beat uh, the last five straight Stanley Cup winners in a row. Uh, so they're on a bit of a heater right now. There's There's a lot to like about the coyotes on the ice instead of making jokes about their arena situation, which still hasn't been figured out. And then we've got the Winnipeg jets in this tier. Yeah. I mean, um, Sean, Sean made the point when we were constructing this tier, like mm-hmm. the coyotes probably have the most interesting goalie in the league this year. And that alone makes Connoring him for, for Vesna, baby. Let's go. Lo- Logan Cooley. West yep. Mifflin, PA. Shut up, Sean. Max, what were you saying? No, that was just, I was just teeing up Sean talking about Connor Ingram. Like I, 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 that was the point he made when we were building these tiers, and he's right. Like, like they every year there's a team or two that you're like, okay, they're getting crazy goaltending. Surely that can't last. Mm-hmm. And there's one or two of these guys that are like, watch me. And funny enough, uh, Arizona was kind of that team last year too with Karel Vamelka, backup Karel Vamelka. Oh my gosh, the, the amount of times we had conversations on the show, being like, where would that team be without him right now? Uh, do you have a thought on the Jets? I don't I think, think they're doing I think it. It was just hard to know what they were going to be because all the conversations leading into the season was like, what are they going to look like? We don't know. And then they get the two big extensions for Hellebuck and Shifley. Uh, they didn't make a ton of changes. Obviously, there were some. Uh, they signed uh, Nino Niederreiter uh, two days ago now, I guess. Uh, and the Jets have been good. They're good. I, I picked them in that team draft really talented some right? really talented yeah. players at the top of that lineup i like Kyle connor is a blast like, also one of my sweet kings uh-huh I, i'm gonna name my fantasy team Haley sweet princes okay all right Haley sweet kings the big thing about the jets Sorry. is that that's a deep enough roster <laughs> my just team's tra- just been Haley's terrific team all year it's, it's like funny. the one that yahoo it. Yahoo Sports <laughs> spits out for you. Anyway, I was trying to convince her to make her team name as a friend. <laughs> people noticed that last last week. Let me tell you, my friend. People were standing. Me and Allison. That's right. No, they and were shipping. They were shipping it. I was. Oh, I didn't know how to take that. Um, one more thing on the Jets. The Josh curve. Morrissey. Uh, yes, he is a guy who I have been waiting to come back to earth and he hasn't. And it's Mm -hmm. time for me specifically to give him the credit he deserves. Mm. That was not a flash in the pan. He's a top 10 to 15 defenseman right now. Uh, He's really, really good. And that's, I I did not expect it to continue. And it absolutely has. That group of skaters is like not hanging Connor Hellebuck out to dry. That's what's happened for them over the last, over the last month or six weeks or what two months. And I'm wondering, 
I'm wondering if we were too harsh on the Jets and they should be in the like enjoyable hockey tier. I just need to see a little bit more of them. It's fine. If we revisit this in six weeks, like it could easily, it could easily they be don't there. feel like the same team as the Caps, the Flyers, the Preds, and the Coyotes, though. But I, it's like, watchability. Like if if they weren't winning, would you really want to watch them that bad? I guess is what I'm saying. Correct. Not, this is n- and you know what? That's a good point. And this is the problem with going bottom up, though. Yeah, is because it's not compared to some of the teams we mm. have higher. So that's fair. Good. This point, isn't pow- this isn't the power rankings. This isn't and we this know. isn't and this isn't the standings. This is th- this is a little something a little more. Mm-hmm. ineffable here okay yeah. let's take a break and uh oh producer jeff says they have a solid top nine they're really balanced on ice and salary too so oh. jeff do you think they should be higher jeff's jeff's all jeff, about are you staying jeff's, up to watch the jets <laughs> he's all about he's all about uh cap geek he pages. said no <laughs> specifically he said no it's all good <laughs> all right let's take a break when we come back uh we'll start moving into uh some of the teams that we are that are more watchable yeah the upper upper tiers these are better these are better hockey teams we're about to talk about so stay tuned looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone luckily with 24 7 us-based live customer service from discover everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime day or night yep you heard that right you can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. All right, welcome back. It's watchability rankings. Next tier here is uh, watching for next year. So we've got the Anaheim Ducks. The Buffalo, what were you going to say, Sean? This is the Max Bowman category. This is yeah. The, the Boltman yeah. Pronman Memorial. This is teams that the other two wanted dead. to, they wanted to put them in the lower tiers. And so to the no, fans of these no, team no, bases. No, 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 no. I would have had the Ducks very high. Okay. Well, I got a vibe that some of these teams were going to get stuck. And so to the fans of these teams, okay, but I was the Sabres have not been I that watching. Them. I pulled them into their the own Hacks. tier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Ducks, the, the Sabres, the Habs. For all the Islanders fans who are pissed at Max, there's going to be a group of Habs and Sabres fans who love him deeply. That's right. Uh, so yeah, the teams that we're watching for next year, it's the Ducks, the Sabres, and the Montreal Canadiens. I think the Ducks are watchable. Um, and mind you, a lot of it is because of the prospects. And when they were, you know, very, they were better than we thought at the start of the season. A lot of it was because some of their young players, and we kind of knew they were going to come back down to earth again, but it doesn't make it any less fun. Uh, so yeah, I like this tier. I think the Sabres are an interesting team to talk about right now because there is some disappointment over mm-hmm. how they've played this year. Tage Thompson uh, is is coming back, which is good news for Sabres fans. It's wild, by the way, too. It was like, fast. Like, like that was really fast. But he's back already, or he's coming yeah. back already. Uh, the, the Sabres did not want to be in this tier, by the no, way. No, like the, a, their fans not are not going to actually, I, we, we joke, their fans are not going to like it. They're in this. I, I was in Buffalo last night. I was in Don Granado's press conference. Oh. And like, I've been in press conferences like that before covering a, a team like I've covered, but mm-hmm. you know, some of the, the, you know, the coach said something, Granado said something. He was like, you know, we're, we're a vulnerable team. And one of the columnists was like, I'd, I'd say fragile and Granada was just like, yeah, probably. And, and like, you know, like he, he's trying to roll with the punches, but like, yeah. it, it's, it's not Johnny a comfortable B. environment. Right. And, um, 
I I do feel for the Buffalo fans who had high expectations. It probably yeah. heightened the pressure that led to, you know, mm-hmm. st- stuff like that. But um, I, I still look at this team and I'm very intrigued. I, I was there last night. Zach Benson didn't score, but he had a couple of big time chances. I'm, I'm loving that they have this young blue line that no, it, it wasn't good last night. Like that's, that's the reality. Mm-hmm. But I like watching all of these players. Um, and, and I still, I still think like this is a team that is going to be very good and I don't know when it's going to get there. I, I do think they should have added a vet or two, but I still really like the direction of these guys. Yeah. I still like watching them. It's been a frustrating year in a lot of ways for the Buffalo Sabres, as you said, Max. And I think the injuries are a big part of it too. Obviously Tage Thompson, he was supposed to be out four to six weeks. Uh, that was on November 14th when he took that shot from Charlie McAvoy. Mm-hmm. And now Alex Tuck is out. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think Jack there's Quinn. been, yeah, and I don't Jack think there's Quinn. an exact timeline for Alex Tuck. He missed a bit of time uh, a few weeks ago, came back, and then now he's out again. So frustrating when it comes to injuries, um, the way and just not being gone. as good as they should, yeah. right? Like it's, it's frustrating in terms of you know issues that they're having as they struggle with you know a lack of finish. Um, some of their games have been. Devin uh, Levi's not brutal. ready. That's yeah. it. That's a huge thing too. So much of their That's not all of it though. There's it's not, it's, problems it's, with it's, that it's, roster. Of course right it now. of course it is. But but so much of their for what we're talking about, you know, so much mm-hmm. of it hinged on him being, you know, to some the degree re- ready to start mm-hmm. fifty games over the course of a season. He's in the AHL right now, right? He's just yep. that's fine. That doesn't mean anything in particular long-term he would have been wildly young if he did succeed right like like he's just yeah falling back into a little bit of a normal you know aging curve right now all good but that's stopped them from they're one of those teams to me we know that they're entertaining we've had fun with them over the last couple of years that can only last so long at some point you need to go from being an entertaining team to a, to good, a good team, team. Yep. and that has not happened and for that reason, but mind you, they were only entertaining for one year. Like, let's like True. realistically. I right? think the starts in- of the previous two seasons. I think that's kind of it. But for a whole yeah. year, the Sabres yeah. last year were entertaining right up until the end. Right. So, no, no doubt. Yeah. I, I think the thing with this tier is that um, they these teams are still like, I even though the Sabres have been a bit of a mess, I'm still going to watch the Sabres this year, especially if Tage Thompson's back. Like, there are things yep. to like right now and in the future about the Ducks, the Sabres, and the Habs. And, and the Habs, I think we could have put in a really similar conversation as Philly. I think those two teams are very similar. <laughs> yeah, I agree. The, the distinguishing factor for me, though, is Yuri Slavkovsky and Caden Gooley. Caden Gooley, I think, has been really good when I've seen. Uh, Slavkovsky's still kind of finding it, but still interesting enough. You know, They played Detroit the other night. I watched that game. Slavkovsky doesn't score, but I'm I find myself interested to watch him every time he's on the ice and i think that mm-hmm. elevates them they're just that's something the flyers don't have right now that's the distinguishing yep. factor for me yep last but, season i said the habs were the best worst team to watch um i don't think cole caulfield's been as like dynamic maybe in scoring as many highlight goals as last season this year but habs are still in the we'll watch you for your futures for next year okay the next tier it's the bedard tier uh who's in this chicago did you oh. hear? They won the draft lottery. Oh, wow. And they drafted Wait. Connor Bedard. I wish there was some other guy named Bedard in the league so we could put his team in this tier as well. If there is like Chris Bedard who plays for, you know, 
Oh, sorry. No, it's a, a spelling error. It's the Jared Bednar t-shirt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Jared Bednard? Yeah. He's a little frightening. Was that, wasn't that like a Kelsey Brothers thing, Haley? Do you know what this is? No. Oh, you're, you're our pop culture expert. I think there was something where Travis Kelsey or one of the Kelsey did he said call the sh- name did he, did he say Connor Bednard? I, I think so, but I don't know. I, I'm, you're the expert here. I only listen to New Heights when they're talking about Layla Edwards. Here we go. Or Taylor Who's Swift. <laughs> Sorry. Who's Connor the Mc- first person? Oh, Connor McDavid. Gee, oh. I think the Chicago Blackhawks. No, I, I need good. to know who that person is before we move on. Oh, my God. You guys talk about Connor Bedard while I Google this then. Wait, who's Layla Edwards? Yeah. Oh, wow. You don't read Wait Way to not read Haley's work. She is a young up-and-coming star for the U.S. women's hockey team who became the first black woman to represent Team USA on the senior women's national team level. Oh, let's go. She's a stud. She made it on the Kelsey Brothers podcast too. That's great. They gave her a shout out. From the same same town. And I, yeah, she's from Cleveland Heights, Ohio. And she went to a prep school. She's at Wisconsin now, won a national championship in her first year. She is six foot one with like insane hands. So she's the tallest player on Team Canada, Team USA. And she's not even a power forward. Like she's all finesse. And super high IQ. Like there's John Robaleski, who I think we all yep. know at this point yep. in TDP. Uh, now he's with the women's team. And he said that there is not a woman like her in in the game right now. So she's super exciting. That's great. I, I'm so behind on women's hockey. I did a, a project story this summer on Chloe yeah. Primerano. And mm-hmm. it, that was like my biggest takeaway was like, mm-hmm. I'm years behind on women's hockey. Yeah. So that's great. Thank that you was for- that was like la- that was like last year for me. I was like in, or two, two years ago. I was like, okay, I need to need you to covered. You helped up. me cover the Olympics. Mm-hmm. I know. I'm saying was like in two the, years ago. In the that was two years ago. It was oh. in, in the in the run up to that for sure. Hmm. Sweet, love that. So we've got the Bedard here. I think, I think they think could we need to see that much. They could have. They could have been. I, I don't know if they would have been in this tier if. Taylor I would Hall not wasn't be watching. I would not be watching that team if Connor Bedard wasn't on it. For sure. I just they don't I, have Taylor Hall and Nick Felino and stuff if Bedard's not there. I don't think they go out and try to get a bunch of NHL players if they didn't get Bedard. I'm trying to say that they would be that maybe this they would be in some different group if like Hall wasn't injured and their season maybe it unfolded a, a little bit differently. I but disagree. This is still this is still it's just him. It's fine. I respectfully disagree. Max? I'm good with it. I, He's like, I, I don't want to get involved. I'll I'll watch for Connor Bedard. I, I, I'm not. Totally. I don't think. I don't think I'm as. Um, I'm not necessarily watching because I think. Oh my god! Like he's already you know, a one man highlight reel, anything like that. I'm I'm just very curious to watch. It's curiosity, totally. Yeah, exactly. It's not. It's not like. He's not in the McDavid McCarr. No. Like this no. guy's going to do something that wows me every time he's on the ice thing yet. Mm-hmm. But I'm very curious. I think you know if you're going to watch a game, you're probably going to see something yeah. out of him, too. Okay. This next tier, we're getting close to the top three. This is our fourth This is our fourth tier. I almost said our fourth next tier. I've been driving. I've made a very long journey. I apologize. I can't speak today. So we've got the enjoyable tier. These are games that we would make an effort or at least flip on and watch them because they're either a good team or they're entertaining in a certain way. And this one's a bit of a mixed bag. I think we have some 
it, look, so we've got the Ottawa Senators and the Detroit Red Wings in this tier. But then we've also got the Carolina Hurricanes and the Vegas Golden Knights and the Tampa Bay Lightning in this tier. So this is kind of the tier of like, we don't have them as must-see TV or like our top 10 teams we want to watch, but they're teams that like we will turn on and watch and have a nice time. Like I would, I'll watch them and I'll think, well, that was a nice, that was a nice Wednesday <laughs> night, you know? Okay. That was a nice little day I had watching. These I would say that teams. this is like kind of the autopilot. Somebody say something. I would say that this is kind of like, you got, got, got to give us an in to say something. Oh, I feel like- says you, you literally take a breath and talk for six minutes and then we don't hear from Max for 12. I think this is like kind of the autopilot tier to some extent where it's like, we know that the hurricanes are a pretty good regular season team. They started slow. We knew they were going to round into form. Kings just won a cup. Like they avoided the hangover. Sort of the Kings. Oh boy. Golden Knights. Freudian slip there when I'm talking about, (laughs) when I'm talking about the Stanley cup, Vegas won a Stanley cup last year. So, you know, whatever, that's just kind of the way it goes. The Lightning, who may be in a little bit more trouble than people give them credit for, but you know they're still every nobody really cares what they do until mm-hmm. until uh in, in, until April or so anyway. So I think that's sort of one sub tier here. The yeah. interesting ones are the Sens and the Red Wings, which I think is yeah. a step up for both of them, right? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, and I Sens, think. Go ahead, Max. Like, like if you have, uh, you know, we're talking about like enjoyable to watch. You're looking at like Carolina, Vegas, Lightning because they are tests for other teams. Mm-hmm. And Detroit and Ottawa, they're in this tier because you're watching them because you want to see them tested, right? Yeah, and so like, show they're us kind of who the two sides are. of this coin of like, yeah. you know, the other three are, are a team for any team on this list to show us who they are. And then Those the Red Wings and Sens were yeah. constantly wanting to measure. I think. Yeah. yeah. And I think the Sens too, um, they were obviously a team to pay attention to because there was just so much drama around the team and they're still you know, low in the standings, but they do have, they've only played 20 games at this point. I feel like we keep talking about how few games the Suns have played and how, uh, how many games every team has played. There's a pretty wide margin there, but they're a 500 hockey team. They're not terrible. Um, they just hire Jacques Martin. So now they've kind of got the three different coaches now. So they've got DJ Smith, who all the players love. Uh, you get Jacques Martin, who brings the kind of experience. And then you have Daniel Alfredson who's coming in and bringing something different. So they kind of almost have this like this like three-pronged uh, strategy going on. I'm kind of curious to see uh, how that's going to work out for the team. They did get some bad news about Thomas Shabbat, so I do think that, that they might drop down a bit. But I think when you've got a team with a kachuk on it, you're going to watch it and something fun's going to happen. The Sens-Panthers uh, game from last week was... That was must-see TV. If we had to rank like games we've watched this season... And the ref going and saying, everybody on the ice, 10 minute <laughs> major. That's gold. So I think the Sens are an enjoyable watch, even if they've been a bit of a mess. I think it's the mess that makes them kind of fun. Yeah. They I might think- drop off, though, if they're going to really, if Shabbat's going to be gone for, it's, it's going to be tough. All these teams have individually, maybe not transcendent players on, on their lineup, but like mu- individual must see players, right? And yeah. you can, you can whatever go down the list you say sends stutzla brady kachuk red wings kane all of a sudden dylan larkin's always a treat the brinket's always fun carolina aho sveshnikov vegas you know i love 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 watching mark stone lightning 
I, yeah, of course, Lightning, Kucherov, Braden Point, like, yep. whatever. There are elite. There are elite players that dot these rosters. I think that's a major through line here, too. Like I said, you're going to turn a game on with one of those teams. You're going to have a nice little evening. It's going to be th- a it's going to be a nice time. It's like I a think, good first I think we game. have them grouped appropriately. I agree. OK, let's take one more break and then we have our top three tiers to go through. I wonder who it's going to be. We'll be right back. All right. Welcome back. For those of you who've been listening and you're wondering. Max is a bully. He doesn't read <laughs> Haley's work. They're friends. <laughs> I literally She's trying Haley. to steal his wife. Maybe that's why he doesn't. Read I remember her. the story, but I hadn't read it. Mm-hmm. Why? Yeah, I don't so- know. I must have had something else going on that day. It literally came out uh, <laughs> on Max's wedding day. The Meet Layla Edwards story published while you were like getting photographed like in front of a mirror on Saturday <laughs> yeah. morning, like like yeah. like putting your shoes it's on. while you were something. doing your first look with Allison. Yeah, honestly, you're, probably. You're excused. I was not supposed to be on my phone for most of that day. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> all I remember was that we were driving back from, you know, we were like doing pictures downtown and I checked my phone like in the car while I was supposed to be giving her mom who was driving us around directions mm. to see the Jim Harbaugh suspension from the big mm. 10. And I, so I told the whole car that Jim Harbaugh had been suspended. And then like five minutes later, I realized that I had caused us to miss a turn that was going to make <laughs> us miss an entire, we were, we were on like a tight schedule. So we missed an entire location from our photo thing because I checked my phone once. So yes. I actually do think I have a viable excuse for not. Yeah, you're right. Story. It's fair. It's fair. Yeah. If, if Sean would have missed it, I don't, that's inexcusable. I meantime, I was. Because what were you doing I, that day? You were at Chili's I, having lunch. I was busy going up to strangers at Max's reception asking if they'd heard about the Jim Harbaugh suspension. <laughs> Sean was Hey, hey, that actually wouldn't Michigan shock fans. me. Yeah, that would oh, not shock me. <laughs> I was, I was antagonizing them for most of the weekend. Yeah, he oh, uh, desperately wanted to stay in town to watch the game. I, but I, tru- think I was ready. It was, one of those, it was, it was not, like, no. Did you like that our officiant in his, uh, like, in the speech at the altar said in front of a vast network of family and friends? It's pathetic. Maybe <laughs> sick. Go roll tide. <laughs> yeah. Anyways. Next tier. Next tier. It's the really talented shit shows. Who could it who- be? <laughs> it's uh, the Edmonton Oilers. Uh-huh. And... The Pittsburgh Penguins. Yeah. Because we talked about it last week. We read the stats. The Penguins should be very good. Power play, very bad. That's my analysis. (laughs) Way to go. (laughs) And now I'll hand the baton off to you guys to figure out why. (laughs) That's what a host does. Hello. I'm a seat on the left. I tee you up. There was. Okay. I got it. I oh must God, say, as some as someone who watch, who's watched the Penguins power play struggle to some degree or underwhelmed to some degree over the last fifteen years, it feels like what they're doing right now is unprecedented. It's unprecedented. They had a power play against the Flyers on Monday night that featured multiple breakaways by by Philadelphia. We are rapidly approaching the point where 
the shorthanded team is going to have a better oh. chance of scoring than the team that's than the team that actually has the man advantage. Mm. And if we are t- in three months or four months, if we're talking about the Penguins as like an also ran disappointment, it's going to be because the power play completely, completely let them down. This is a top five, five hundred five team, <laughs> let's say, mm-hmm. and and they're and they're on the outside looking in because this power play isn't just bad; it's creating chances actively for the other team consistently on a nightly basis. And to me, that is like chaos personified, where this is a team that can that is scoring more than enough goals at five on five. And then at five on four, it just becomes a total all out free for all uh, shit show as we phrase it, as we phrase it before. Mm-hmm. This is, this is as watchable as it gets. Maybe not for the right reasons, but it's there. And they're watchable because of the people that are on that roster too. Sidney Crosby, Evgeny Malkin, Chris Letang. We've talked about how the big three is there. Eric Carlson, like it should be a more watchable, that this should be a team that should be in one of the top two tiers right they should be watchable because they're just a really good team and i want to watch the Pittsburgh penguins tonight uh but they're in I, kind of the mess here and this the is, oilers are are the next one right this is the team wait hang the, on because i got a stat to go off of what oh, let's go I, I, let's I love go. it so what sean's describing there where like you're, you're giving up more than you're getting on the power play. there's a stat that actually tries to capture that it's called net power play percentage mm-hmm. right and it's shorthanded goals count for minus one power play goals when you're factoring okay. it so if you, if you so the <laughs> pittsburgh zero. penguins they they have calculated net power play percentage since 1977-78 the penguins have the worst of all time right now oh 4.5 percent net oh and that, that that's with a 10.5 percent regular power play so it doesn't take much to get to 4.5, but it's the worst ever right and now. And that is combined with a top five, five on five team. Yep. This is a, this is a team that's top five in, 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 yeah. in, uh, in goal differential at five on five. They're close to it in expected goal differential and they're close to it in goals for. This is a good team that is going to be done in by one of the most chaotic power plays that we've ever seen. It, truly, as Crazy. Max has quantified. Wild. What's the fix there? I <laughs> because you think that they have the right personnel, like uh, people were, make fun of Eric Carlson issue, for scoring too much on the power play. Like, what is it? I'm a big uh, time guy, honestly. Like, I mm-hmm. think you know, I I think it will change. I just believe in the talent so much, but it's crazy. I mean, it's it's shocking. I I can't fathom an explanation for it. And and they have a great coach. Like you know, Yoey wrote about Sullivan today. It's a great story, and and. You know, I, I don't think Mike Sullivan could be on a hot seat in Pittsburgh um, with all the success he's had there. So, and I, I don't think it's him anyway. Yeah. So I don't know what what to make of it other than it it just has to work itself out because otherwise my brain will be broken. Mm-hmm. Jake Gensel is second in the league in five on five points. Sidney Crosby is tied for third with Nikita Kucherov. It's unbelievable, mm-hmm. and 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 we're and we're talking about this team at they have a very very real chance of missing the playoffs based, yeah. based on the way it's played. That, I love it. Twenty first in the NHL, uh, they have the same amount of points as the Montreal Canadiens, who we were discussing as we'll watch Unreal. them for next year. So it's not great. We thought that the I think most people thought that the thing that would do the Penguins in would be if Tristan Jari can't live up to his contract extension and he has been fine. Yep. Yeah, he has a couple games where you're like, uh-oh, 
but Jari hasn't been the problem so far. That nope. power play is brutal. Uh, the other team is the Edmonton Oilers. <laughs> oh, they've been a mess. But what's, wow, what's Connor McDavid's been very good. I don't think we have much left to say. I think that I think really talented shit show says it all. It's that's there we go. It's the Oilers. How about this? They lost six of their first seven, and then four of their and then four of five, then three straight wins, then three straight losses. Now four straight wins. Yeah, and that's the four. We talked about this last week again. Three straight wins for the Edmonton Oilers. Three straight games of multiple points for Connor McDavid. At that point, he had fifteen points his last five. Uh, the team's still thirtieth in the NHL, though. <laughs> so I shouldn't laugh. You know, somebody tweeted at me because I was on the radio, and I kind of laughed when somebody asked me about the Oilers, and they tweeted me and said. Like, how dare you laugh about the Oilers? They've been so bad. Like, this isn't a joke. This isn't like, funny. <laughs> this is serious. This is serious business. Cry? I'm deeply upset for Connor McDavid. Every time I see him dissociate on the bench, I weep a little too. I feel so bad. But think about the psyche gone. of the fan in Edmonton right now, oh, where so. they went through everything they went through to get to having two of the certainly 10 most talented players in the NHL, probably five. Two of the top five, not five of the top ten. Um, but <laughs> uh, but you like Evan Bouchard yeah, a I lot <laughs> um, as a friend. Um, <laughs> but if you go into the psyche of those Edmonton fans yeah. and imagine what that must be like to and, and to see the clock ticking on Dry Settle's contract, and even to a degree now on McDavid's contract, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. terrifying. I I really such- do feel for them. They're in such a bad cap situation too. There isn't really a great way for them to fix this roster right now because they need to stay flexible to be able to re-sign Leon Dreisaitl. Because at this point, you just give him a blank check, right? If you're the Oilers, but you can can't... someone tell me why they haven't played a game in a week? Right, <laughs> it's, but that's why I looked. It was like, wait a second, they've won four straight. <laughs> I'm like looking at McDavid. No, I point. can't. The schedule's wild. I thought they'd at least mixed one or two in. One. So the, the Leafs are having one. something like this right now too. This time and last week they he'd won three straight. Now they've won four straight. <laughs> Twelve points in five games for McDavid, by the way. That's crazy. still, which has been true for the last six days. Haley, well, to answer no, your question, last I do. Last time it was fifteen and five. So now it's the new five. Twelve is the new five. What were you saying, Max? I'm confused. You were just saying, do you throw a blank check at Dreisaitl? I, I guess. But like, I don't, you know. I don't want to think about that. I don't want to put myself in the mindset of Edmonton Oilers fans. It seems like it's a yeah. dark. <laughs> yeah. Self-care. Like Sean's last... practicing self-care. This is like, yeah. I, I, it's like I, me guys. staying up all night thinking about the Bruins cap situation last summer. I have, I have a lot going on over the next couple of days, guys. All right. I don't, I don't need to sit here. And put myself in the place of an Edmonton Oilers fan. You could I just know, I don't like, know what'll rage happen. Tweet at happens. me if you wanted to. Yeah, yeah, I'll probably do that. Actually, true. yeah, you should. Um, uh, leave my wife alone. <laughs> Get away from her. Uh, okay, tier. Let's talk about some our, very good teams. Yes, yeah, here we this are. This is our tier two. It's the very good teams we'll watch. I don't know why I named it that way. It's like 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10 would do it. Yeah, I'm going to. Yeah, I had a great time. Not just a good time. 
This is the here. It's more than a nice little evening. This is more than a nice little evening. This is like I had um, all my favorite snacks from Trader Joe's, and I watched the Boston Bruins and the Dallas Stars beat up on each other and score a bunch of goals and do super fun things while I ate white cheddar cheese puffs on my couch with my dog, and then I went to bed. It's very specific. Uh, yeah. These do feel like the like first round pick of like TNT, ESPN, yes. you know, network ESPN games mm-hmm. where you can put anyone against these teams and someone is going to watch it. But if you put these two teams together yeah. and we're recording this on Wednesday night, uh, I do believe, Car- uh, I guess Carolina, Dallas and Florida are both in this. T- mm-hmm. there, that's the TNT game. That's so, that's like a great yep. example. Yeah. So this is the New York Rangers, the Boston Bruins, the Dallas Stars, the Toronto Maple Leafs. And the Florida Panthers. I thought the Panthers should be in tier one. They're pretty high on my watchability rankings, but I think being in the top two tiers uh, is pretty good. You know why? You know why Florida's not there for me? Kachuk. He hasn't been that good this season. Yeah, but he's still ratty. The Matthew Kachuk experience involves lots of lots of goals as well, and we we haven't seen that so far. There, we didn't see it at the start of the regular season last year. I think they might be a better team this year than they were last year. Their yeah. their de- their defensive process is a lot more sound. They did great yeah. work with they were with, uh, with Ekblad and Montour yeah. out of the lineup. They 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 got through that portion of their schedule with their two best defensemen out of the mix by locking down defensively. Like yep. in terms of actual goals against, in terms of the system stuff Expected they were doing. Goals like, against everything was better without great. their top two guys. Yeah. Um, I don't what a think feat for a... Dallas to be in this tier. Yeah. I mean, for, for years, hey, they were just the 2-1 team. You, what? Oh, yeah, that's true. I was going to say. You watch your mouth. I love the Dallas Stars. Oh, okay. I was going to say, I didn't know where I was going wrong there. but Hey. <laughs> I take shit every week in the power rankings for having them above some other Western Conference team. Why? I have an item of the ads last, last week. Oh. And people were mad at me. Uh, I took them to win the cup. Me too. That's part, that's Same bestie. I love that's the Dallas Stars. Yeah. Gr- grinding that axe, brother. We're yeah. Doing that. We're, we're do- doing that where we can. There was that- a live stream of a bar in Florida. Uh, that show the Dallas Stars were at this bar, and there's like this bar always has a live feed, and I saw that like Matt Duchesne was just like up on stage playing guitar at this bar in Florida last night and there was a live stream of it that people were like, what is happening? Just like a bunch of guys being dudes on the road. I love it. Matt Touchane loves, he loves country. I wish there was something that I loved as much as Matt Touchane loves country music. Like he's all in. I think that probably played a a little rude. Something. I mean, a a family, a hobby, whatever. (laughs) So does he like, like, like here's look me, me and Craig had him on last year. That dude talked endlessly about his kids. It was great stuff. And then, and then he was also talking about, you know, playing guitar and stuff. Yeah. So hobby, hobby wise, like he's got to figure it. And I swear to God, that's part of the reason he ended up in Dallas. Mm-hmm. He's going well, from Nash- he wanted Nashville to go to, to Nashville because he just likes the city and everything. So, uh, but yeah, Dallas stars, if you uh, had to ask me if there's a, every team's on, who are you going to watch? Dallas stars are way up there. They just have so much talent. They've had one of the best top lines in the league for several years now. Um, Miro Haskinen, Jake Ottinger. There's just so many things to watch on a given night with that team. Toronto Maple Leafs, they're not having the quiet, cool, calm, (laughs) like 
just be quietly successful season that Sean wanted. Uh, if people listen to this every week, they'd know that Sean said at the beginning of the year, I want the Toronto Maple Leafs to just win their division, be very good, be one of the best teams in the East. And, you know, we don't have to do this this year. Uh, there's been a lot, a bit more drama in Toronto this year. Is it possible? For is it possible more, for them, for for them, them to, to do that? To go quiet? Not the way that it seems like every year, at least one of those big stars is not playing as you, as they should. And that becomes a huge story. Uh, William Nylander has been one of the most exciting players to watch for me this season. But Mitch Marner hasn't looked like himself. Even Austin Matthews, he's still scoring. Um, but there was a dip there. People were saying, like, can he get back to MVP caliber? So, And their Every- defense is just... Mm, they've got yeah, like that's three true. AHLers in right now. There's a they're, they're having a wild for the rest of the season. Ton of ton of injuries defensively, but every every team has star players that get cold. Every team has stretches where they lose a bunch of games. Every team has stretches where they where they're dealing with, with a bunch of injuries. It leads to them losing. It leads to them losing games. But that's they're not that's losing the way a it goes. Of games, though, and they're not. The no, they're they yeah. Were, they're they're pulling games out, and which is like oh, I don't. That's what good teams do. Maybe. But this know. is the thing: the, they're winning a bunch of games in overtime or in a shootout, mm-hmm. or they're winning the game, but the way that they did it wasn't great. So it's like I don't know if we should be super happy with this result. Honestly, we buy. The Leafs have five regulation wins, guys. Oh my god! Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is this. They have the s- same amount of regulation. The Sharks. Wins. No, the Sharks have more. <laughs> oh my god! Chicago, Seattle, Montreal, Toronto, basement five regulation wins. So we um, we might have them too high, but I do think they're up there because it's the Leafs. They've got Nylander. There are some games where you watch and it's, there's. A ton of skill. There's good goals, but like this is a team that's gonna, and that almost makes them watch books. It's like they're gonna come back and tie it and go to OT or something. But yeah, five regulation wins for the Leafs. If you're that's not sad. if you're not completely over them and over 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 the dialogue, then they're an entertaining watch. I'll say that much. Five regulation wins and Mitch Marner's not playing great, and there's all these issues, but they're also six two and two in their last ten. So they're just a weird. They're just a weird. It's a weird Leafs December. team this year. You could we could have put them in talented shit show by that. We stat. could have. I'm just I, thinking, I pushed like, back you know on what? it because you, of the record. You know like what? The overall, but you're wow. pro- they're they're a talented shit but, show. You know what? Yeah, that's that's where they yeah. are. Jeff, they are they're with Jeff. They're with Edmonton. Totally agree. Edmonton and Pittsburgh, uh-huh. talented shit show. Welcome good, to the club. Good job, guys. Um, Bruins. We've talked about them. Very good team. We'll watch. <laughs> Pasternak, he's he's like a he's great. Let, let me watch a few shifts, guy. I think that's I think that counts for a lot. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't have that much to say on them. I just like mm-hmm. to me that that's one where the tier yeah. header says it all. Yeah, very good team. We'll watch. Yeah, we'll watch. Uh, okay, final tier here. This is the must see TV. Something wild's gonna happen in one way or the other. Either there could be a hot mess disaster or incredibly talented big win. Blah 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 blah. You're going to throw the TV on if they're playing. And that is right now, your LA Kings, my mm-hmm. LA Kings, your LA Kings, I think. In the team draft, my LA Kings. Yeah. They've been unbelievable in the last month or so. They've been, they were great in November. They've continued to play well. Uh, the Colorado Avalanche, for obvious reasons, Kale McCarr, Nathan McKinnon, Miko Rantanen, tons of things to like. Uh, Vancouver Canucks. 
and the New Jersey Devils. And I think yeah. the top two teams are there in the Kings and the Avs because like these are wagons right now. And then we have the Canucks and the Devils who are teams that could pop off and beat a team like seven to two, but then also be a disaster. <laughs> Just depends on the day. The Canucks also still have the best offense in the NHL right now. Oh, the PD, the, the PDO is, is normalizing on them. 101 goals this season to lead the NHL and the Colorado Avalanche have 90, which is third uh, Detroit Red Wings, Red Wings, Red Wings, <laughs> Detroit weddings, the Red Wings. We just went to one uh, of those. I went to a wedding in Detroit, in Detroit, uh, 91 goals. But yeah, the, uh, where do you guys want to start? Well, so, so the, there's this kind of like, you know, truism from the aggrieved fans of West coast teams. Anytime their player doesn't get, enough love or their team doesn't get enough mm-hmm. love that the, the East coast media doesn't stay up late enough to watch. We them. literally have three West coast teams here. Well, what I was going to say is they're like, what you, Haley, you know, this, Sean, you know, this, like you get home from a game. If you're covering a game, mm-hmm. you can't watch any other of the early games. Mm-hmm. You get home at 10 30 or 11. And these three teams, these Western teams here are the teams that I'm consistently most excited to see on whether it's national TV or whether it's on, you know, ESPN plus when you're scrolling yeah. around, like, I'm putting on Vancouver. I am putting on Colorado. I'm putting on LA. These are probably some of the most teams I, I spend the most time seeing because of the teams yeah. that I can see. So maybe there's a bias there, but I love watching all three of them. I think what makes it interesting is these teams are all here kind of for different reasons. I think the devils are here. I was a bit more bullish on putting the devils in the must see TV because I think if you take Connor McDavid out of the conversation, I think Jack Hughes is perhaps the most watchable player in the NHL right now. Um, the Vancouver Canucks are here because they have multiple players who are way up there. You've got Quinn Hughes, you've got Elias Pettersson, JT Miller's having a good season, um, Brock Besser, and the team has been playing well. The Avs have some of the best players in the league, and they're also one of the best teams in the league. And then the Kings are here. Like They don't necessarily have like a guy that you're turning on the TV to watch necessarily. Like That team's just very good right now. So I think all these teams are must see in a, in a different way. I think the Canucks, I think there's so much baked in drama to what's going on with them just overall because of the start, but also because of the fact that they're six, seven and oh, in their last 13 games, like They'll come down. this is they were gonna come one of the earth. big, uh, yeah, but one of the big storylines of the first chunk of the season here has been like, how long can they do it? What's it going to look like when it comes back to earth? How are they going to rebound from the inevitable, you know, downtick and all this stuff? And we're watching it on a night on a nightly basis while we're seeing, you know, Norris caliber production also from like from from Quinn Hughes. Like they're they're super compelling. I, I don't know that. Uh, but also for kind of a different reason than the other three right now. And part of it's because like the results are kind of starting to, you know, fade a bit. You want the uh, the case in point here? The Devils and the Canucks played Tuesday night. Here's what that game gave you if you tuned in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gave you six goals in the first period. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then it gave you a the the Canucks who trailed five two after two coming back to tie this game in the third. Yep. And then it gave you the Devils stealing it back, still in regulation with 34 seconds left. A six to five game. It had everything. It had offense. It had swings. It had brothers going up against it. That's it. That's what it's about. And it gave us Quinn Hughes looking scared and confused on the bench again yeah we needed an updated meme 
Hey, how many games, by the way, and, I, and this this kind of goes to the abs, how many games, how many times do you think Kale McCarr has gone consecutive games without a point this season? Once. Usually there's at least one stretch. Really? Once. <sighs> yep. Oh, I said I meant two games, so I was right. M- <laughs> what? McCarr. <laughs> <laughs> and that happened for McCarr on... In at the end of October, so he mm. has the dude's just been on unbelievable heater. He's yeah, back up, back up at the top. Of everything yeah. it says a lot. Do we that, think like, he should win the heart? Well, so that's what's crazy is like it was it was ten days ago that Quinn Hughes was in this spot, and of course the guy who steals all his trophies, poor Quinn, mm-hmm. comes up and now he's on a heater, and now everyone's talking about him for the heart, like. These two guys are unbelievable. They, I don't know if they actually consider each other rivals or not, but certainly I think their fan oh. bases are extremely yeah. uh, proxy rival there. Totally. You can't talk about you can't talk about one even in a vacuum. If you talk about Kale McCarr, like you're gonna end up Canucks fans are gonna emerge and vice versa. Honestly, I like them I both. I, I love them both so much. Uh huh. I there's this tweet <laughs> of Quinn Hughes on the bench. And it says Quinn Hughes is experiencing horrors beyond man-made comprehension again. We are so back. <laughs> he just looks a little frightened, and I wonder if he sees these and thinks, "Damn it, get it together." Um, I don't think so. No, I don't think he's all that worried. <laughs> yeah, he's doing fine. He's too busy with the horrors. Beyond he's man-made, he's compen- too frightened con- to worry. Uh, comprehension to worry is that the word? Comprehension. Comprehension. The thing that. I know I've said this a bunch. I think Charlie McAvoy is going to end up being the best defender who never wins a Norris, um, <laughs> like Chris Letang. We're not afraid that that's going to happen to Quinn Hughes, are we? Someone's got to win one other than Makar. Like you can't just but give him. Is there he will win be, one. Is he there going to be years? In I'm going to say yes. Is there going to be years like the last two, where Eric Carlson pops off and wins it instead? Or, um, I mean, I doubt it's going to happen. I don't know. I'm yeah, I think he wins it. I think he's a Norris Trophy caliber winning defender, but I do just worry. Like, is it going to be you got some somebody popping off in years that it's not Kale McCarr and it's not Quinn Hughes? That would be. He's been so good this season that like that it's flipped me over into the it's only a matter of time for him because it's and I it's think so. It, this is just the it's, it's the way I, it goes with with individual awards. Like people get tired of voting yeah. for the same people over My and over. My biggest again. problem last year when we were filing our awards ballots was in the Norris, and I don't remember exactly who it was, but it was between because I I voted for Carlson, I had Kale McCarr, I think third or fourth because he missed a bunch of time, but he was still very good. Yep. And I just, I don't remember who I was debating with, but I had this very long <laughs> process to the point where, you know, Rob and Emily and everyone's like messaging me being like, Hey, you haven't <laughs> filed your ballots yet. I'm like, I know because mm-hmm. I was trying to get Quinn Hughes on my ballot last year because I thought he, his numbers deserved to be there. But I, don't think I did, but now I don't think there's going to be any question for people that he's, if he doesn't win this year, he's going to be on a bunch of people's ballots next season. I was just like you. I, I he was my number six. And so he was on my all-star ballot, but Same. not my Norris. Yes. But, yeah. um, Sean, I, I think we've even talked about this, Sean, like you'd like to think that all voters are able to just completely stay in the, the lock-in of one season and truly do that. But Mm-mm. 
we are all humans. And sometimes there's a part of our brains that just says, this guy's been here long enough in this range that he gets one as long as he has continues having those years, he's going to get one. Is that the right mindset as a voter? No, I'm trying. I constantly am trying to kill that part of myself Mm -hmm. uh, in my brain, but it's unavoidable for certainly me. That was a bit of a thing for um, obviously Eric Carlson had such a great statistical season, a great offensive season, but I do wonder how much of the like, this is probably going to be his last, like, let's just give it to him, even though his defensive numbers weren't great. I do wonder how much that played into the Carlson Norris win last year. I think that's a big part of it. I I think we're narratives. I think everyone's like, that's a great story. Narratives like that are kind of inescapable. And I think that's the way we organize our thoughts. And I think that's something that we're kind of drawn to, but it's just, it's luck, man. Sha- Shaquille O'Neal won. I I always forget how many how many times it was. He won one. It was he won he won the MVP once. Shaq did. That's once. That's unbelievable. Jordan and that, never won it three times in a row either, right? Because people Shaq, need to switch it up. Shaq only winning one only winning one MVP over the course of his career to me is like the best shorthand for the principle that we all need to remember, which is like people get sick, sick of voting for folks. That's just the way it goes. It's not fair, but it happens to the point that they probably forget how little they've actually voted for them. Right. Like in that mm-hmm. scenario, yeah, we had the, the dry side uh, one. Remember? Yes. I'm constantly surprised that McDavid doesn't have more heart trophies because in my head he wins it every year. Right. Yeah. But that's just because mm-hmm. in my head, he's always around it, but he actually hasn't won it every year. Crosby's Crosby's got two. Like, yeah. Right. Yes. Wild. Gretzky, Gretzky could have won ten, or and Lemieux could have won seven. Like yeah. whatever, that's just that's just kind of the way it goes. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, and to wrap up, to speak of the Vancouver Canucks, I just want to revisit something from last week. Sean, as I said, did not draft the Vancouver Canucks in the team draft. It it's was true. indeed the Calgary Flames. Nobody believed me. I picked them like that same day to went to make the playoffs. I think that's what it was. And I think yeah, me and, and Max were went- conflating two conversations that we'd had. Because Sean and I were both down to the Canucks and Jets on yep. our separate ballots. And we went separate ways. I took the Jets. He took the Canucks. He looks way better than I do. On the <laughs> both right, Did right we now, all pick so. the Flames to make the playoffs in that preseason ranking? I didn't take them. You did not? Probably. No. I might have. Idiot. I don't think I did because I took the same... I think I had the same teams from last year for the West and I hated it, but that was, that was just kind of the way I felt it was going to happen. But you had the flames last year in the West. Cause you said, Oh, going to win. I, it was, I substituted the Canucks for the flames. That was it. I, it was, it was seven of the same eight teams from last year. And then, then the flames. Yeah. I'm, I might've had the coyotes. Slay. Oh, maybe oh, we'll wrong. see. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. I don't think, I don't think it's going to happen that way, but I don't, I, I, I gotta go pull it up. I gotta go figure out who I really had before Haley before Haley finds it and announces it on this podcast. That's why my man's driving the Connor Ingram for Vesna. <laughs> That's right. Wagon. That's the watchability rankings, folks. Mm-hmm. I think, at least for what we think is watchable, I feel okay with the rankings. I like moving the Leafs back down. Producer Jeff agrees. He has to listen to Jonas and Myrtle talk about them all the time. So oh, he's God. an expert, I would say, based in Toronto. He would know. Mm-hmm. It's true. Like he's it. also saying that I picked every Canadian team, including the Nordiques, which is true. That's repulsive. Look at all these Canadian teams that I picked. I hate it. Yeah. Sean loves Canada and Canadians specifically. Some. 
that's it for this edition of the Athletic Hockey Show. We just want to remind you all to subscribe to the Athletic NHL's YouTube channel at youtube.com slash at the Athletic Hockey Show. Uh, the show returns on Friday with the Prospect Series with Max Boltman, Corey Promen, Scott Wheeler, and Chris Peters. What are you doing? Oh a my round God. table? We're having a party. It's World Junior season. Uh, <laughs> Nerd Megatron. Oh Let's gosh. go. Holy. Have fun with I that. I love one, it. Those are four. Those are and four. We're going to have some takes on Hunter Bristevitz's omission. I promise you that. Let's get CP okay. wound up. Let's go. Let's get him mad. <laughs> All right. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Thanks, guys. Hope you enjoyed the watchability rankings. Goodbye.